Your career means everything to you. You take a risk, choose to change companies in the finance industry, working on the trading floor. And then it doesn't work out. After a year, a big disruption happens. I'm fascinated how our guest in this episode, Nirupa Mampati, turns this disruption into a creative sabbatical with a hundred starting with 180 days of travel, asking people about their life and meaning, and then starts to redesign our own life. Listen in to find out more and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Welcome to the Brave Transition Podcast. Your hosts are Peggy Titmarsh and Cindy Hurley-Leister. Welcome to our show, Nirupa. Thank you so much for having me, Peggy and Cindy. I'm really excited about this. That's great. Well, let's get started right away. Um, so, Nirupa, you've already met Cindy before and happy to have you on our podcast today. Tell us a little bit about your bravest transition or transitions. Uh, yes, I met Cindy actually at a life design workshop and uh, two brave transitions, Peggy, I would call them bravest. Is that okay? From First, from migrating from India when I was 18 to go to college to the U.S. I came to this country with $1,000 from my father. Um, and the second bravest, I mean, braver or brave transition was um, exiting finance. I worked mostly in sell side financial services and investment banking on the trading floor. Um, and one year at a hedge fund, I transitioned in 2017 to uh, what I call mission and creative entrepreneurship, mission and values based in creative entrepreneurship. Cool. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that uh, transition? Sure. Which one? Would you like me to talk about the work-based transition? So definitely. So um, by way of background, so I started my career in 2002. I worked on the trading floor as uh, in sales and uh, trading as a salesperson. Uh, majority of my career was um, in a two big banks and um, I spent one year at a hedge fund. And uh, that was most of my training, if you ask me. Like, I was trained to be like a video game operator playing with money. <laughs> I didn't play with money, but you know, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you have this image of Wall Street, right? And uh -huh. uh, while not all of it is true, but there is some aspect to it that actually does make sense. So I was trained in that very high velocity, rapidly executing kind of environment. Um, in 2017, I decided to, so I exited. Mm -hmm. finance um end of 2016 uh and in 2017 i made the decision to to do a creative sabbatical for an entire year which was basically telling myself that i'm not going to go to the default option of interviewing for a job and definitely not interviewing for a job in financial services um so that was my year of experimentation and design thinking and designing my life oh that's when when you met cindy as well yeah. I met Cindy a few years later, but the book that got me started on the journey called Designing Your Life, that experiment and that happened in 2017. Cindy, we met in 2018 or 2019. I can't remember now. It wasn't 2019 with Kathy, right? She facilitated yeah. the Design Your Life workshop. We had her on um, a couple of episodes ago as well. 
And yeah, and you were the most prepared, I think, with, yeah, you you were so into it and I loved your energy right away and all the, yeah, the time. You, I love the term creative sabbatical. I think you really used that to then accelerate further with, through that workshop. That was amazing. Thank you. Actually, a creative sabbatical, the IP credit goes to my friend Donatella, who I think you guys absolutely should interview as well. She's a life designer. But yeah, you're right. I, I'll tell you one more thing, just a one quick pin on that, Cindy. The reason why I was kind of that prepared with quotes is actually because I did the whole journey backwards. I read the book end to end. I practiced it on myself. I experimented. And when I came back to the workshop, actually, it was after I had done a lot of experimenting with myself with life design. Hmm. Cool. Mm. So what happened then, maybe winding back a little bit, um, Nirupa, when you said, obviously, you met in the workshop, that was a bit later. But when you remember you left the financial world, um, do you remember how did you get to this turning point? Oh, it is very clear. Can I give you a very dramatic story? Stories. The end of 2016, when the departure happened, it was a separation. It was not entirely by choice. And uh, as you can imagine, when uh, your career, and for us, I think for high-performing individuals I think the career is a lot it means it's a significant portion of your identity so when you come to a crossing point like that and especially when the cards are handed to you meaning you didn't choose to play the cards the way you wanted it's a period of significant disruption right mm -hmm. and so at the end of 2016 when I found out that I was separating when my employer and I were separating it was actually for a brief period of time it felt like a death and I'm being very dramatic here But um, to give you context, my career was actually everything for me at that time. Mm -hmm. And so in a way, I was being told that, you know, you're not, going to, you're not going to show up to your day. You're not going to show up to your identity as you had been doing for the last 14 years. So, uh, Peggy, I didn't sleep for like three weeks. <laughs> That's what happened. Um, wow. There was terrific insomnia. And in that insomnia, um, it was also a very creative period. I didn't know that then. I thought it was just anxiety. But I, uh, one day I woke up in 2017 after like not this, this kind of hyper insomnia, sitting in my living room and I was staring up at the ceiling. And I'm literally not kidding you. I heard a voice inside me and it said, take your time back. And I didn't understand what it meant. And then I, I was just li listening and then it came back and said, take your space back. And it was almost like a spiritual moment. And uh, I started crying. I actually kind of cried for about 45 minutes because I knew that it was telling me something that I didn't quite understand, but I knew that I had to follow this voice. And then like, it just like, it was, it was an insight that was dropping in from somewhere. And I understood that what it was telling me was that it's time to kind of take the reins back from someone else kind of paying your bills and someone else paying you your paycheck. And it's time for me to design something where I am autonomous, both in time and in space. What that really just means is I was being pushed to take the jump toward becoming my own boss. Wow. And I remember that when you said you want to be, you want to own your time and your space, right? I actually took yeah. that from you kind of, yeah, that is so powerful. A lot of our listeners may actually feel in with you, right? Like they have this big careers or at least career is you know a big part of their life that's their identity right and then for whatever reason they have this moment of what else could I do or what else should I do and whether it's a voice helping them or you know then so I think a lot of listeners will be able to um, to feel in with you when you then 
you know, describe this key moment a bit and how brave did it feel in this moment when you said, okay, I, I really want to take, take my time back and become my own boss. Do you remember it how felt, it felt? You know, I love the word. I love that you use brave because at that moment in time, more than brave, it felt like an epiphany slash cathartic moment. It felt like my life was reshaping in front of me. And I felt extraordinarily confident. There was no ambiguity once I understood what meant taking your time and space back was, even though I had no idea what that playbook was looking was going to look like. So just to say that, yeah, is it brave? I suppose now I can say that it's brave. At that point in time, it was a crystal clear point of clarity for me. Even though I didn't know how I was going to implement it, I knew in my heart, in my body, it felt so integrated that this was going to be the moment. This is the right moment to do this. And I think that's why that violent eruption of crying, mm. because I was ready. It was both happiness and kind of relief. Mm. Yeah. And you know, but I will say yeah. like, but on brave, let me give you the reverse of not brave for, I had been in therapy for eight years preparing for this moment, just to be very clear. This didn't happen overnight. I was in therapy for eight to nine years, both to exit what were two key relationships. One was unfortunately my marriage and the other was my marriage with work. Mm. Wow. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, when you say I was ready for this, you had this clarity at this moment. What what did you think was this? <laughs> what were you ready for? <laughs> Can you describe that? Do you remember? What yeah, ba- I mean, out? when I say this, what I literally this? had a... <laughs> literally had a base jumping moment of jumping into my own freedom and autonomy where I was going to design this amazing life, right? Like I had that visceral image and that I was going to be safe and I was going to be okay. You know what I mean? So th- th- this really more concretely speaking is to design a life of autonomy and mission and values and while having a whole lot of fun, right? Mm-hmm. And that, if you ask me that in 2017 or 2018, I'll be like, this is impossible, Peggy. It seems something that seemed so improbable to have the cake and eat it too, suddenly just clicked. And by the way, I had no idea how it's going to turn out, right? That's the key. Mm. But that's that's the clarity for the starting point, right? And then it's like, oh, how do I figure this out, right? And I will also tell tell you both as to how clarity kind of like escalates, right? So immediately, it was like an esca- it was like a cascading series of things. I, I gave myself permission in that moment. Yes, you're going to jump and you're going to be the boss of your own life. You have no idea what it looks like. Second, immediately it came back to me, what should I do? First thing that came to me was, you're not going to interview for anything in which you're comfortable, meaning you're not going to go back to office work. You're not going to go back to finance. That's the second clarity. The third clarity, then I asked, okay, then what do I do with all this free time and free space? It said, go and travel around the world and talk to people and find out what they do with their lives. Okay, so that was the third point of clarity. The fourth point of clarity was, yay, that's what came to my head. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to immediately, and by the way, this is crazy how it all comes together. I planned a 180-day itinerary in three days. Wow. And and in all of this, by the way, and I don't want to falsely advertise because sometimes I'm tired of hearing stories where it looks like something happened overnight. Why did it all come together for so, so quickly for me? One, as I told you, I'd been in therapy for eight years preparing myself. So already like the direction was somewhat like I was moving in that direction. I didn't know the way, right? Second was um, once the moment was, okay, I'm going to leave an old model, which is office work and finance. That's, that's clear, right? 
The third thing was this thing about joy, which is I love travel. I've always traveled as a salesperson. So it was not new to me. I wasn't doing anything new. And when you are like a, a frequently traveling salesperson traveling all around, you are almost like a travel agent because you're booking all these trips, right? Like for, like you, for yourself. So you know how to plan. So the fourth thing was planning a 180 day itinerary for me was actually quite effortless because A, I knew how to do it. B, I told myself, this is the experiment. You have exactly $15,000 within the 15,015, by the way, it's a lot of money for a lot of people. But within $15,000, I am going to plan this amazing 180-day trip where I'm just going to have fun and go and talk to people around the world. That's what I did. Mm, I didn't know that. That's amazing. And also a lot like allowing, seeing it as an experiment, right? And that's a big piece of the design your life philosophy, like saying, right, there, 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 is, no, there is no failure there. You're going to take something away. And you're setting the boundaries for it. So Totally. And the boundaries where you're yeah. right. Cindy, yeah. you know what, really interesting that you're, pro you're poking there because there was only two constraints, $15,000, which was very concrete. And the second was, you're going to have fun doing this. Now, remember, I don't know why people might be like, why is this a constraint? But someone that is, I've been kind of conditioned in a very high performing, kind of very zero sum game like environment. Uh, failure means you lose a lot of money. So and that for me is a constraint saying having fun in this way is a constraint. I hadn't had fun in such a long time. So those are the only two constraints I designed the experiment around. Mm. Well, it sounds very, um, very planned in a way. And like Cindy also said, you know, the boundaries were already there. Um, but also, do I get a sense that you didn't know what to do after the 180 days? Oh, absolutely. I didn't, I had no clue, Peggy. I had no idea what was going to happen after the 180 That's days. That's brave in itself, right? Uh, I had no idea, but I knew. So why? it's a good point that you bring up. Why did I, why? It is brave, yes. Spiritually, it is very brave. Uh, financially and materially, uh, to your point on planning, I had spent the last three months uh, talking to, um, so I come from, a, at this point in time, I come from a point of privilege. Let me just make that quick disclaimer here which is that while I didn't come to America with a lot of money and I created this life, I had 14 years of practice to create a financial foundation. So the three months before that, my homework, part of my homework was not only reading the book, Designing Your Life, but part of my homework had been, I'd spent a lot of time with my financial advisors to figure out if I could jump for two years, okay? For two years, I asked them, do you think that I, I don't have to work for two years and I'm gonna be okay? They were like, are you really leaving your job? I'm like, yeah. But I said, answer my question. Can I like hang out and just do my own thing for two years? They said, yeah, absolutely. You can do it for two years. So mm. I already knew that I had two years to play around with. Mm. That, that's helpful and that is so important often, again, right? Yeah. Sorry, Peggy, you go. <laughs> no, that's fine. Because we, we often have exactly that question. People have, oh, they go and travel, but what do they do afterwards? And how do they do it financially? I mean, let's face it, right? Um, even if something is brave to do, you have to somehow live off something, right? And uh, have something to eat. And, um, and Peggy, you know, you bring chill. up a very good point. I agree with you. And sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you bring up a very good point, which is that um, it was not like uh, a five-star vacation, right? I had exactly $15,000, including plane tickets and uh, um, 
boarding and lodging like you know what I mean like for traveling half a year and then money I was I actually had no experience doing it just to be clear um so my commitment to me myself at that point in time was I was going to be very cheap I couldn't afford the lifestyle of the past right Mm. so I had to make some choices there and some compromises yeah and that's the price for the price, right? I mean, that is so important to point out as well. We had that even in our last um, conversation where, yeah, of course you do. You have to change also your, your spending habits yeah. and, and, and be, be intentional about that. Yeah. What, what were other resources that you drew to? The second uh, is really interesting uh, community. And I don't like to commoditize. When I say community is a resource, it sounds very commodifying. That's not what I mean. It was a very important part of the transition. Um, I realized that if I'm trying to move away from a traditional type A, New York City type Wall Street lifestyle, I also need to find new tribes with new habits and new ways of living, right? So Mm -hmm. immediately it came to me as well that I'm going to have to go and find role models otherwhere in other parts of the world. So it, I basically knew that I had to build a new tribe. The old life with my old friends, who, by the way, I'm still in touch with, uh, were important, but they were still in the old lifestyle. And being around that was not going to be helpful for me. It was going to be a constant reminder of what I had left. Um, it was a very fragile period, right? So I need to go and find new communities and new tribes um, so I spent the next two years, 2017 and 2018, building this new tribe of transition. Mm-hmm. Was there any other resources or books or, you know, obviously you did the, the course with, with Kathy um, that gave you energy? Yeah, it's a, good, it's a good question. So the resources were, I created what I call the real life university. What I mean by that is I only was going to read three books. Um, I'd already some have picked out those books. Uh, if one was designing your life, the other was Daniel Pink's Drive. Um, and uh, I'm missing one book. So there was three books that I used to study just like tools and mindsets. Um, everything else was my own experimentation in terms of resourcing. Um, I decided very clearly and explicitly that I wasn't going to learn through other courses. I was going to go and learn from the real life of travel. Mm-hmm. Travel became my resource as a real life university lab. You know what I'm saying? And the resource and I was a resource. I became the guinea pig of experimentation. I love so that. there's three I legs know. to this, right? So there's yeah. material, so there's financial, then there's the community and the third is myself, but equipping, equipping myself to become an experimenter and a learner of new things. Mm. That makes so much sense. So if you gave some advice to our listeners, if they were at the same, you know, similar situation, what what would you say? First, it takes a time takes. I mean, change has its own time. You can only kind of set the intention that you want to change something. I found that time came to me at the right time, came to me as to when I knew I was going to exit financial services. An old colleague of mine who had left finance told me that. And at that point, I didn't believe her. So there's always a tendency to kind of determine, be deterministic about time and saying, I'm going to do this at this time. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way because change management is both a material process, but it's also a spiritual process. And some aspect of that is going to come. If the time comes to you, that's one. So if it doesn't feel right, frankly, in the body or wherever, it's not yet the time, but the direction could be correct. 
The second thing is um, having a bridge, a financial bridge is very critical. So even if you don't know how long you need to transition, at least give yourself some time to play around with, to build a bridge. So for me, it was two years. I gave myself two years and I said, I have financial permission to play with this for two years, mm. right? And the third thing is um, the community and the tribe of transition is going to be very, very critical because it's a very lonely journey sometimes. Walking and finding your own way is very lonely. You're going against the conditioning of the world. You are at least going to want to have a few companions who are going through something similar. And of course, more than anything else, all through my family and my closest friends were behind me. They didn't understand what I was doing, but they said, you go and do this. We got you when you come back. They supported you, yeah. They supported me. Well, that's, that's important. I think you mentioned this going against the wind, right? There's a lot of people who may think you're doing something totally crazy <laughs> you have to go yeah they did that. and they were like what happened to you like you know i mean they're like i think we're excited for you you're doing all this fun stuff but are you sure that you really you know that once you leave financial mm -hmm. services you're not going to go back i was like yeah i know it was a decision and the last thing actually sorry peggy like uh curiosity was something that i was naturally curious but um i really cultivated it also as a learned habit i'm a naturally curious person but curiosity saved my day Hmm. approaching everything with a mindset of curiosity and approaching everything with curious tools and techniques. Experimentation is a curiosity technique for me. Yeah. And then that's, and, 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 and also like, you know, going like in those moments of doubt, right. Where that, that you probably had as well. And then having those, you know, having that curiosity and those experimentation uh, and, and also people who, who have your back. I mean, that that is so important. And maybe to 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 also now because, we're, you know, coming coming to the end end of our conversation. Now you have to share with us what is it that you're up to now after all this um, amazing transition <laughs> work you've been doing? Oh, yeah. So the end outcome, which, by the way, it's in process, meaning it's not done. And I, I also realize it'll never be done because it's a lifelong, lifelong process is my four slice pizza. <laughs> New York <laughs> four slice pizza life work model. That was developed uh, in Jersey City, right? In Park Francis. <laughs> I want to say that. Too. I have to say that in the, in the beautiful amenity, in the green amenities, so if you remember. Yeah. So the four slices four are slice first pizza. off. <laughs> the four slices are writing. Uh, the second slice is investing. The third slice is um, the salons, which uh, is my startup, social startup that I do for storytelling with my partner, Sybil. And the fourth slice, which is the last slice to be baked, is corporate advisory, uh, advising corporations to become compassionate and conscious uh, entities of the future. Um, so the four slices actually will not ever be like an equal in slice and weight mm -hmm. because in terms of either time and energy commitment and or impact, they will come in and out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, the second important thing is I said life work. I'm at this glorious and joyous place in my life where my life informs my work and my work informs my life. I never thought that I would get here, um, but it is so integrated, both sides of it. And uh, it really suits me very well because I, I've concluded that I, I love life, but I also love work. So I didn't have to divorce myself from it. And I'm living this joy and this dream right now. A lot of it is not fully finished. And as I said, it'll never be finished. But at this moment in time, I'm having a lot of fun creating these four amazing things that are unlocking very different sides of me. Yeah. 
That sounds really nice and powerful also to our listeners who sometimes think they jump from A to B, but maybe it's not, right? Now you have so many different things you're doing, like four slices, or it could be three, it could be five, right? It doesn't really matter, yeah. but it's not this one thing. And this just, I guess, listening to your story developed over time, right? You traveled, you met people, and now you talk about integration, whereas at yeah. the start of our conversation, you were talking about one of the divorces, right? So it's interesting how over the years, mm. it seems to have, you know, you, you never really divorce from something. It's still with you. And now it's just a question how you integrate it differently to then to say so beautifully and full of energy, it's really fun to work and work is life and it just sounds so much rounder right so i, think I love that's, that that's beautiful oh thank you peggy and you're right can i make one point on this on divorcing and exits and coming back sure. i'm in the process I, i i made a very dramatic statement in 2017 saying never again will i go back to corporate life never again will i have anyone pay my paycheck that's those were the statements i made because At that moment in time, that was the emotional experience I was going through. And guess what? I'm right now actually in the weeds of negotiating or my re re-entering my future and my new design of corporate engagement, you see? Mm. So what I thought was a divorce is actually going to be a new marriage and a new partnership and a new companionship. It's so mm. interesting that you said that about the divorce. I'm going back now mm. to the things that I said I'm not going to go back to as well. So it's a so return on your own terms, right? So that's on your own terms, right? So that's what you wanted to do, right? Your own terms, your own time, right? Take your time. It's on, on you what you want to do. So that's that makes a very different story. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Last question from me. I don't know, Cindy, whether there's something you come something comes to your mind as well. But you know, we give our episodes like a name. And we were wondering if you had a hashtag for your story or some metaphor or some image that would come up for your story, for your transition, would you be able to think of something? Joyful transition mm. or transition with joy. I'll give you two options. Transition, transition with, joy. with joy. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you so much. Cindy, yeah, do you have any you, other question you would like to say to Nirupa or Nirupa would like to mention anything before we close i have something that i want to tell the the listeners yes which yeah, is that when you commit to yourself to when you commit to yourself to living a life of fill in the blanks for me it was a life of integrity and joy um an entire universe will come back to you mm. to support yeah. you yeah thank you so that's much that's a beautiful wrap thank you so much Europa. you're welcome <laughs> Thank you for joining us today and be safe. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.